Welcome to a new episode, guys. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I hope you're doing good. I hope you're enjoying the series we are on. If you're new here, we're currently on a series called Love Light Wisdom. And it is inspired by Ephesians 5, the book of Ephesians in the Bible, chapter 5, from verse 1 to 22, thereabout. Uh, if you, especially if you have the New King James Version of the Bible, you'll see that the titles or subtitles, yeah, the titles of the various paragraphs, at least those paragraphs that go from verse 1 to about verse 22, uh, are walking love, walking light, and walking wisdom. Hence, love, light, wisdom. We established the foundations in the first episode, then we went into walk in love. So walking in love, we had uh, Titi, we had Emmanuel on to, you know, talk to us and shed more light on that. Now we are going into walk in light. Yeah, we are excited, right? <laughs> I really pray, I really pray you are blessed. I pray you are encouraged. And that the Holy Spirit will speak to you. That you would hear really the voice of God through anything and in anything that is going to be said. In the name of Jesus. Amen. So, first of all, let us define what is light. What is light? We said walking light. What is that light? Um, and I came up with a definition that says, Light is the enlightenment of one's understanding that comes by the word of God, from God's spirit, and results in revelation, knowledge, and understanding of God's person, ways, character, will, etc. God, basically. Yeah. So, let's break it down. I said, light, the light we're referring to, is the enlightenment of one's understanding and with understanding we mean the mind as the faculty of understanding the faculty of feeling the faculty of desiring the mind that is the spirit the way of thinking and feeling uh the thoughts where the better good so yeah when 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 i talk about someone's understanding or of, of your understanding my understanding what i'm referring to is your mind my mind our faculty of understanding of feeling of desiring so light as we said is the enlightenment of our mind the enlightenment of our spirit the enlightenment of our faculty of knowing feeling and desiring this enlightenment comes by the word of god so it requires us staying in the word reading the word studying the word meditating on the word so it comes by the word comes from god's spirit so it's not only us sitting with the word alone but it is like the enlightenment the light comes from the spirit of god so we stay in the word but then we need the spirit of god to shine that light okay and it results in revelation knowledge so not just knowledge had knowledge but you have a revelation you know it you know that you know that you know you know <laughs> you know and understanding so you truly understand you not only know but understand what you know understand the dynamics how it works you know things like that so revelation knowledge and understanding of what of god's person who god is so you truly understand light is when you truly understand who god is the way god is because you know you can know you know just even among us people like you can have a person that you, you can think you know a person but actually you have an idea of the person and when you actually spend time with the person you realize wait you are not like i thought you were um 
and they be like, duh, you've never spent time with me. So, <laughs> so at times we have an idea, many times we have an idea of God, but we've never spent time with him. We've never talked to him. We've never really met him and want to have, and want to know everything about him. Mercy. Somebody say mercy. Anyway, yeah, God's person, God's ways. So yeah, you know, you understand, you clearly and rightly understand who God is, how he moves, how he acts, how he moves, how he acts, how, you know, his ways, how he does things, his character, what he's capable of and what he's not, what he would do and what he wouldn't, what you know that you would never do. Example, you would, like God would never lie, no matter what, God will not lie. It's not in his nature. It's not who he is. He doesn't lie. So those kind of things. So when you, so if anything makes you believe that God is lying to you, if truly God is speaking and you believe that, and you know, something wants to make you believe that God is lying, you already know that that thing is not the voice of God. Like that thing, that idea that God is lying to you is not from God because God doesn't lie. Then God's will. So it gives you understanding and revelation knowledge on God's will for you. Oh, I don't know why I'm, I'm on this world, etc., etc. From the word, you would get that the, the light that we're talking about is that, that enlightenment that gives you clarity on, oh, this is why I'm here. This is why I went through what I went through. This is why I am the way I am. Okay? So this definition, we can actually see it or, yeah see it in Ephesians, the book of Ephesians, chapter 1, verse 18. In the book of Ephesians, chapter 1, verse 18, I'm reading it in the New King James Version. It says, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Basically what we said, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. So what is light? It's the enlightenment of one's understanding. Okay. And he says that once you have this, uh, once your eyes, the eyes of your understanding are enlightened. Here he says that you will know what is the hope of his calling. What are the riches of the glory of, of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? Basically, you will know everything that is available to you in Christ. All right. So this tells us that we have inner eyes. Like we don't only have the physical eyes. So we're not only supposed to see things from a face value standpoint. This this is what happened. What I see is what it is. No. Not everything that glitters is gold. Okay. And not everything that seems small will end small. So you need to see beyond what you're actually seeing. And... From here, we we understand that we have eyes. We all have this inner eyes, but they need to be enlightened. We have these spiritual eyes. If we look at Matthew 6, 22, we see that the Bible says, The lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. And I think I'll stop here. Later later on, we'll talk about verse 23. But verse 22, again, I read it. It says, The lamp of the body is the eye. So what gives light to the body is the eye, the lamp of what directs the body. In other words, because the lamp, you use it to, you know, to shine on your, on the path you're taking to make sure that the path you're taking is enlightened so that you know where you're walking. So that thing that, that causes, causes light to be on your path so that you, 
you so that you see where you're going the direction you're taking is the eye and it says that if your eye is good and here eye of the mind the eyes of the mind the faculty of knowing so if we substitute the the word eye with faculty of knowing and eyes of the mind in other words the lamp of the body is the faculty is your faculty of knowing is um the eye of the mind if therefore the eye of your mind your faculty of knowing is good your whole body will be full of light verse 23 says but if your faculty of knowing if your eye of of the mind is bad your whole body will be full of darkness if therefore the light that is in you is darkness how great is that darkness so we all have eyes we all have these eyes of the mind this faculty of knowing but the thing is are we seeing correctly we all have them but it takes them the light of christ it takes christ in us it takes us being enlightened by the light of god for us to to see correctly for, for us to understand and know correctly and correctly means according to god's standard we must receive that light from christ because many we see in the world nowadays many things that are deemed to be right are deemed to be okay for many people are actually not are actually not according to god's standard and if truly we say we belong to christ then his standard is our standard if truly we belong to, like we need to remember and keep in mind that god's kingdom is not a democracy <laughs> i heard this once and i was like thank you thank you thank you say it again please <laughs> it's not a democracy like it's not about what we think. It's not about common sense. Huh? There's a space for that because we are in the world. But it's not based on common sense. The kingdom of God is not based on, on human wisdom. We follow the dictates of the king. Try certain things in, in certain parts of this world where there is a kingdom. <laughs> they will not allow you. So why how do we think that we can just go by our own understanding by our own way of living in god's kingdom let's not take his kindness for granted romans 1 tells us or romans 2 i think it's 2 yeah it's romans romans 2 if you read from the beginning it says that you shouldn't judge others for what they do because you the judge are doing the same and then it says don't you know that he, now paraphrasing, don't you know that his, his, um, let me read it. Don't you know his, his patience leads, something in the line that his patience, him not punishing immediately, should bring us to repentance. Romans 2, 4, it says, Or do you despise the riches of his, of his goodness, forbearance and longsuffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance? So, we shouldn't take it as uh, God is silent, God is he's not silent, honestly, he's all, he's all over the Bible. <laughs> he has spoken. But still, his goodness leads to should lead us to repentance. So, let's not think we can, we can just live anyhow, or do anyhow, or think anyhow. When we say we belong to Christ, no way. <laughs> no way. 
no way because the he said jesus said it that the way is narrow a lot of things must go a lot of things must go that being said we were saying that um we all have eyes yes but the point is are they enlightened are we seeing things through the lens of God? Have our eyes been enlightened enough? Have we been, have our, have our bodies, have our, un, have our minds been enlightened enough for us to understand things the way God understands them? For us to see things the way God sees them? For us to have revelation, to, for us to have discernment, to see things beyond what they look like? There are things that we're supposed to see. There are um, things we're, we're, we must be able to see. Uh, 2 Corinthians 4, 4 tells us that um, whose minds the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. So we see that the devil is out here trying to blind minds, blind our eyes, cover us from that light that comes from Christ. The devil is out here covering people's minds. So that we, we say so that we see things only from a carnal point of view. And the Bible tells us that to be carnally minded is death. To be spiritually minded is life eternal. So at this point, for us that are already in Christ, it's a choice. Do we want to lay down our own mindset and cry unto God, Lord, give me your mind and stay in the word because like there's no two ways about I don't know how many times I've mentioned this on this podcast, but there's no two ways about it. There's no two ways about it. It's either you read the word and are transformed or you read the word and are transformed. And it is a daily thing because the moment you stop is the moment you start going back. We can all see, we can all understand, we cannot we can all know. But the difference is can we understand correctly can we know correctly because you can know but then you actually know a lie matthew 6 then matthew 6 we read verse verse 23 says but if your eye is bad if your faculty of knowing is bad if you think you know well actually but actually you don't know according to god's standard your whole body will be full of darkness if therefore the light that is in you what you think is light is darkness how great is that darkness? Like if you think, no, this is the the real uh, way of life. This is how we should live. This is how we should love. This is how we should this. This is how we should that. And it's actually darkness because it's it's against God's light. It's against God's will. It's it's against God's dictate. Hmm. That is darkness. And he says, how great is that darkness? When you think you know, but actually... What you know is a deception, is a lie. You think you're woke, but actually you're sleeping. You're dead. It is only by the word of God that the true understanding can come. That um, Psalm 119, uh, verse 130. The entrance of your words gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. If we check the, the root of those words, it's like saying... The entrance of your word makes light. So, as the word of God enters, not only our ears, but our spirits, are, as we are open to the word and the word enters, it makes light. It produces light. It gives understanding. Okay? It gives good understanding, I would say. Uh, in verse 105, it says, Your word is, the, is a lamp to my feet 
and a light to my path. And if we remember, Matthew 6 said that the lamp of the body is the eye. So, lamp of the body, the body as the eye as a lamp. Here he says, your word is the lamp is a lamp to my feet. The feet have the word as a lamp. For your eyes to see correctly, you need the word anyway. So, and the word is also called a lamp here to, to your feet and a light to your path. So for us to, to live correctly, to live right, to live, to go the right direction, because you can pursue a certain direction, a certain thing in life, and it will be the wrong direction. It will be the wrong thing. The, the, and the worst thing that can happen is succeeding the wrong thing. But when you stay in the word, when you stay with God, with Christ, and let's remember that Christ himself is the word. Christ himself is the word of God. So the more we stay with him, the more he will give us light, the more we will see, like we will see so many things clearly. We will understand so many things. All right. In Jesus name, may the Lord help us. May the Lord really bless us with hunger for his word. Let's just make it a daily thing. Um, as I said, Christ is the word of God. You can look at John 1, 1 and John 1, 14 for that. In John 1, 1, it says that the word, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And it says that nothing was created without it. All things that are made were made through him. Nothing that was made was made without him. Okay. Everything was created through the word. Then in verse 14, it says that the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. All right. So Christ is the word. And also, Christ is, is that light that we receive. Christ is also the light uh, from God. Uh, in John 8, John 8, 12, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. And in that same chapter, verse 32, Two, he says, if you abide in me, okay, then Jesus 30, no wait, 32, 31, 31 and 32. He says, then Jesus said to these, to those Jews who believed him, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. I'll just leave that there. Ephesians 5, 14 says, therefore, he says, awake you who sleep, arise from the dead and Christ will give you light. So how do we access God's light? Through Christ. Through Christ and from Christ. Like if we're not in Christ, there's no way we will see that. Unless that he will shine on us to open our eyes so that we can see him and receive him. 